Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about inefficiencies, the silent business killer. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this industry, this is it. This is the course that you want to buy. Justin and I spent months doing consulting calls and helping people out before we ever put this course together. So what does that mean for you? Well, we know where everyone gets hung up and we have taken a ton of time to make sure that those questions are answered and that you won't run into the same mistakes that we've seen before. Right? It's the most well-rounded course out there. It walks you A through Z, how to do exactly what we do. It has all the scripts, sheets, everything you need to be just like us. So if you want to check it out, it's at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab and get started. Happy Friday. What's up, man? Nothing. Nothing. Big big day right now is not this big day. I was thinking this was last weekend where I raced in the Lone Star Nationals, but it is not. This is a week after that, so I should be recovered from that. Yeah. It's been a week since you raced. Yep. I'm hoping I feel better. Since you came dead last. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. They were pumping me up at the track last night. I was feeling pretty good about myself. Uh, That's snapped. what they were doing. They were trying to make the old man feel good. Was it the, te- the teeny boppers no, trying to the, make you the, feel good? The old guys. The old uh, guys that race. Cause, and the, the cool thing about this track and where I race at is there's a group of older guys that are like the fastest older guys in the country. They've got like number one plates. They're, they're just constantly, they're all number one, number two, number three, and they kind of bounce back. And so when I'm taking gates with them and I'm a half a crank or a crank behind them and I'm in the beginner class and they're an expert, they're like, man, no, nah, man, you're going to do pretty good in your class. And they're like, you're you're 38, novice? Oh, yeah, you're going to do real good. And I'm like, really? You think? I just got to get a clean pass. I'm going to make Jace proud. Casual Friday race team's coming out this weekend. Well, it's already happened, so... Um, we'll we'll but, see. Yeah, We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll hear the results, but... yeah. If I could go back into the past, I would say good luck. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, that'll be good though. You're staying in an Airbnb, is that right? No, we Where didn't do Airbnb because um, it's only two nights, and so with the cost of the cleaning service and the extra stuff, that and that's a, that's an interesting conversation I had with somebody earlier. We were talking about that, and you know, the hotel is going to cost us like 160 bucks for uh, the three nights we're going to be there. They're going to drive in late Thursday night. What? That's really cheap. Yeah, and I'm like 0. 0.6 miles from the track. So I could walk to the track realistically because into the parking lot. You're staying in the Notel Motel? It is pretty Notel. It's a Motel 6. <laughs> oh, those are nice. There's nothing wrong with the Motel well, 6. It's, it's supposedly in a bad neighborhood, but I'm like, it's right across the street from Lamborghini and Porsche dealership. Like it's the hotel and then across the street's the Lamborghini dealership. And I'm like, eh. And it's point like six, seven miles from the parking lot for the track. So I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, because the whole family's actually going to come down. Jessica has their jogging stroller. She wants to take Kaysen back to the hotel. She can jog back and forth. She should point six of a mile for her is like me walking to the mailbox. So she's a beast. Yeah. I don't know. Even a motel six cross from the Lambo dealership. That's one sixty for three nights. That seems incredibly cheap. I don't know if I'd have stayed anywhere else. Either. Yeah. So, I mean, we found a really nice Airbnb that was like seven minutes away, had a garage. We could put the bikes in and everything. It's three bedroom, but it was, it was one forty at night, which I didn't think was horrible. It was a great place. It looked good, but it was the $99 cleaning fee. And then the other fees on top of that, it was I was spending more in fee. I was spending two times in fees, not counting the room for the night that I was for just the hotel. Mm-hmm. And the hotel on Expedia, it was a two star hotel, but it had four point six out of five stars on reviews, on the guest reviews. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, we'll roll the dice. If it's bad, I'll go get someplace else. That's true. Yeah. 
I'm still interested in the Airbnb stuff. I'm trying to stay away from shiny object, but it's just such an enticing thing to try. I agree. I agree. If Kyle, you're listening to the show, we need to talk to you. Yeah. We need to set up some time. So, but today's show. Oh yeah, we have a show today. We do, and it's not called Airbnb. Kyle Connors or Justin Race BMX bikes. It is the inefficiencies of business. The silent killer. Yeah. Like that play on like the heart disease, the silent killer. It is the inefficiencies. Okay. So when you when you hear inefficiencies, you know a lot of people think different ways. They think a lot of them think, oh yeah, I'm just not spending the money the right way. But inefficiencies really using more resources than needed to get to the same end destination. That's that's essentially what it is, and that could be put in different parts of your business and. A lot of times I look at somebody and they try to show me something, especially when you see it like on Zoom, and I start seeing them clicking all over the place and doing stuff. And I'm like, wow, why are they doing this? And then if like I was watching a pit crew, if sometimes you see a pit crew and they're so efficient, every move has a reason. I was watching one last night on a, a Porsche. They were coming in. It was like at the Lamborghini, 24 hours of Lamborghini or whatever. The guy pulls in and he has a GoPro on his chest or on his head, on his helmet, somewhere on his helmet because I could see it moving with him. And it started out really good, but then I noticed he was starting to look around. Like he was moving and he wasn't doing anything on the car at that time. And I started wondering to myself, whoa, those inefficiencies, that's that's stuff that they could have shaved time off on. They could have made it faster, could have moved smoother, made it more, made it better. And I think that a lot of times when a business fails, it's not because of one thing. It's not because of this meteor came down and blew up the business. It's not because they made one bad deal. It was a series of bad decisions that had one catalyst that maybe pushed it over the edge or it just was to the point where it was just creating too much time and energy and they just, you know, got fed up and walked away. Hmm. I think I think of it a little differently. Okay. I, everything comes back to finances in my opinion. I know you don't watch it, but one of my favorite shows is the profit. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love that show and I think Marcus Lamont is is such a good uh, leader, like a CEO type. And every time he walks into one of these failing businesses, some of the questions he always has are around finance. And mm-hmm. every single time, without a doubt, these people cannot answer their questions. They don't know their numbers. And when I look around just in like my circle and I, if I see things are bad, it's because people aren't being efficient or they're not. The thing that's killing their business is that they're not managing their money as well as they should. They're spending too much or they don't budget enough or they're putting in the wrong things. Like they're I don't know, you're taking like a excessive amount of loan or for something that may or may not work. You know, it's just yeah. like, or, you know, they don't, or they may not even tell you how much money they have in the bank account, or they don't know how much they're paying for a certain thing, or, mm-hmm. or they're paying for things they don't need. And then that's not allowing them to buy, in our case, they can't buy more land because you're over here paying for stuff you don't need. And it's just like, I could very easily see how in our industry, overspending and not being as lean as you can or not watching it can kill it. So let's just like totally ruin it. Yeah, and I, I I can tell myself on this one, when we sent out a bunch of mail for Project One, I didn't think in advance to call Pat Live and say, hey, go ahead and bump my my base minutes up. So we paid a little, probably a little bit more per minute on some of those calls than we should have, and it could have cost us. Did, is 200 bucks going to cost us or 300 bucks going to cost us the business? No, but if that became a regular thing, what does that look like over the course of the year? Uh, the mail, and, and your numbers are exactly right, like using the mail service that we, we use now, you know, we... We bought a big chunk of mail. It was our previous mailer that we used would have cost us close to sixty-two cents a piece of mail, and here we came in at like thirty-eight and a half cents mm-hmm. at our each piece of mail that went out. What does that extra money bring to you? You know, mm-hmm. twenty-three cents doesn't sound like a lot, but twenty-three cents on top of you know times sixty thousand is a ton of money. What does that get you at the end of the year? Does it put another deal into in the funnel for you that you can do it, or does it create another mailer that's going to be the one you hit the home run on? 
you know, it's those type things, it's those decisions on top of each other. So if we said, hey, you cost yourself extra 30, 28, 30 cents per piece of mail, then you paid an extra five cents per data too much. And mm-hmm. then you had this CRM fee you had to pay that you really didn't need because it's only you and your business, or you had these things. All that stuff adds up to cost you, you know, an extra thousand or two thousand dollars a month. That two thousand dollars a month that you spent extra, you have to make it. So you have to generate that extra deal. Oh. This kind of relates, kind of not, but it just reminded me while we were talking. I saw an app the other day that ties into your bank account, mm-hmm. and the sole purpose of this app is to tell you about reoccurring payments you make every month, mm-hmm. so that you know where your money's going. And like, and it'll be like, oh, did you know for the last six months you've been paying fifteen dollars to this car wash for a membership and you haven't used it? And I'm thinking, who doesn't know? Wells Fargo has that app. Like, it's in the Wells Fargo system. They have it online. Mm-hmm. Like, you just click on your bank. And I had a, I, when I went did the three hundred dollars a month savings when we did it for the podcast. I went, I closed the first thing I clicked to see what was going on and it popped out some stuff. I was like, oh crap, I forgot I had that little membership. Really? And it was like a $500 invoice thing that we set up. A, a, it was a $5 invoice a month thing. It was called Home Invoice, auto paid five bucks a month. And it was for when we started doing our owner finance deal originally. So we sent an invoice out every month and mm-hmm. it automatically did it and we kept track of invoice numbers. But we had moved everything to that to an automated pay. Maybe, maybe it's just because I look at my finances every day and I even have like in my Excel spreadsheets, I have an expenses tab that says, these are your monthly things. These are your yearly things. Maybe I'm just on top of it, but I just couldn't imagine knowing, not knowing what subscriptions I have. I don't, I don't think it's a matter of you being on top of it. I think it's you being more dialed into it than the, the average consumer is. Mm. I'm Cause I'm pretty dialed into where my money's at and what it's doing, but it's a, there's like things like that, that you just get into it. Like for me, okay. County records. I kept a, a large application of that to where it was, say, 20 or 30 bucks a month. Well, there was months where I wasn't using it. And so they'll let you drop it down to the cheap one. And if you need to refill, you just pay the extra 10 bucks to refill it. So drop that from, you know, the 30 bucks a month down to $10 a month. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't, this whole thing's not about budget, right? But the, the, that is a major part of it. If you don't know exactly what your business costs you each month, then how do you know what you need to make each month? Yeah, I think that's the easy thing to quantify with the inefficiencies and efficiencies that you do. You know, people don't do a mailer because it's going to take them a long time because they start working on the subdivision pricing versus saying, hey, the county, get close enough and get it out. Yeah. You know, that's so you you dread doing it. So you dread doing it for three weekends in a row. Now you have missed a month of mailing. Yeah, that's definitely an inefficiency, your time inefficiency. Yep. Right. If you're analysis by paralysis and you spend a month or two trying to figure out the perfect price, well, that's all this time wasted. But during that time, going back to budget, you still been paying money to run your business every month. Yeah. No, it's, and you see that, like, I'll see it when people, when I do their calls and they're, I'm telling them how to look at a property or how that, what they're looking at it. And, you know, they don't have the same questions they ask themselves every time. Like, Hey, does it do this? Does it do this? And then the time inefficiency is a huge deal because they'll say, Hey, you know, if I did this with this, you know, it has an easement. Maybe if I had somebody go out there, well, if you, you can't drive on the property for me, why are we still looking at it? But they want to still talk about it. That's an inefficiency. That's an inefficient use of your time. Now you, you're going to end up telling me now you're not going to do the deal anyways, but you want to mull over it for 24, 48, you know, 60 hours. And you just don't just get unemotional and move through. Yeah. That's why I like, I'm so big on checklists because they help with those inefficiencies. Like we have a due diligence checklist in our course, mm-hmm. right? And we run through the exact due diligence checklist in our businesses. And it's out there for anyone that, that has it to use too. If you go through it each time and you check it, you check those boxes off. If it works, if it passes them, then great. You buy the property. If not, then you don't. And don't stray from that wasting other time because that efficiency in your due diligence, that can be a, now you just yeah. spent 10, 20, 30, 50, whatever it is on a piece of property that could kill it, kill it bad for you. Yep. Yeah, and that's it's part of it, man. It's that's you continually improve and you learn, and you have to get through those. But you have to be open to looking at that with an objective eye. You have to be honest with yourself. And I, 
heard someone he was at the live event he was struggling with some of the business they do and it's the property type they were buying you're like well you know it's just always running into this perk test crap and thing like that and i'm like so buy property you don't have to worry about perk test you spend the exact same money on the acquisition side it's, it's not like you're buying it any more expensive or costing you cheaper it's just a different property type you don't have to worry about that and that that became an inefficiency for him and his business because it started slowing him down started adding it in so i think of the old adage it's not just this massive tidal wave that sinks a, a boat. It's a bunch of little holes that continue to fill the boat up and it slowly sinks. Oh, what else you got? That's about it, man. It's Friday. We could cut it short today. Let the guys go out this week. Guys and girls go out this weekend and knock it dead, find some property, make some money. Cool. I'm with it. I don't want to, there comes a point where I feel like we can beat a dead horse. Yeah. It's when you only talk about money and inefficiencies and not processes. Well, we did talk about processes. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I got you to the process side instead of the money side. Well, you, you wanted my perspective on inefficiencies. You got it. All right. I like it. All right. So we'll end it there, guys. Uh, it's Friday. We hope you have a great weekend. And while you're out there, go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. See you guys.